As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Well, well, well. I take one day off and the guys manage to screw things up. Anyway, we've got half of a show today um, simply because they had some technical issues. So we've got a 41-minute show. It's a great show. Um, but we will pick up the conversation next week. Thanks for listening. Over to you guys. All right, guys. Welcome to Knife Talk. This is a podcast for knife makers, knife enthusiasts, DIYers, anybody interested in, in knife making and all that stuff. I'm Jeff Fader. I'm here with the great Moreco Momasi and Momasi Fire Arts. And Craig is nowhere to be found, ladies and gentlemen. Craig is not here today. <laughs> Craig he's is preparing. No, he's Craig, not. Craig is, you know, he's a hard speaking, man. Of, speaking of Craig, I don't know if you heard the last episode of Knife Talk, 250th episode. His eulogy of the Queen was out of control good. That was like, I had to listen to it three times. And I made my wife listen to it because it was this segment of, it was like the best eulogy. I mean, we don't eulogize a lot of people, but I mean, it was the, our best eulogy yet. I nominate. That is the best eulogy we've ever done. I agree. He did an amazing job, and he's, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. How you been? I've been all right. Uh, are we doing our, our, our weekend We recap? can do whatever you want. It's just the two of us. All we right. don't know rules. We don't have rules. Are you kidding? All right. Well, uh, so the last, let's see, what am I? I'm on hour, I think I'm probably on hour eight to ten, somewhere in there, of hand sanding. Oh boy! Blades and handles, getting them all spick and spanned and shined up for this uh, show down in Nashville. It's the Arts and Metal Show, and it's happening uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. All right, oh, sorry. Holy. As this episode airs, it is happening this weekend uh, on the twenty. Oh, God, I, mean, I gotta look at the calendar. Sorry. Don't worry quick. about it. The twenty third and the twenty fourth. Anyways, uh, yeah. 
it's going to be a fucking whirlwind. Nashville is not easy to fly into. I'll tell you is what. Is it? No. Really? Dude, the best flights I could find that didn't cost an arm and a leg, flying in gets me in 20 minutes before midnight, which it could be worse. Yeah. And flying out, I leave my flight leaves at 4 a.m. flying out. So I that get means it. you got to get there two hours early. Right, so I'm basically I'm I don't know. We'll see how Saturday night goes. I might just go straight to the airport. Um, and then you're going from Nashville back home. Yes, I'm going from Nashville back home. Yeah, oh, so boy. I fly in Thursday, the uh, whatever, uh, the 22nd. I get in at midnight. I'm there at the show. Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning at the ass fucking crack of dawn. <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> Ugh. That's good. It's good for the blood. I'm try- I don't know. A- I, yeah, I mean, I think it, it probably is, and uh, I'm trying to see it that way, but God damn, I'll tell you. I'm Your not excited. Che- I'm like, what, what, did I, what am I doing to myself? Why am I doing this to myself? Your hotel checkout guy at 1 in the morning ought to be a <sighs> real treat. Yeah. He might be a real specimen. <laughs> yeah, super savory. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, and I have, what you, I got one and a half more faces, blade faces to, to hand sand, so... Are you feeling good? Are you feeling yeah, I mean, not good? As we're recording this, it's Friday afternoon. I, I'm gonna get back to the shop after we're done here, uh, and I'm gonna I'm I'm not coming home for dinner. <laughs> oh really? I, I'm gonna stay at the shop. I'm gonna just keep hand sand because I really I really want to start working on getting the. I want to get them finish the hand sanding, get the blades marked and prepped for etching, so that etching. Uh, when I come back to etch whatever the next day or whatever, uh, that things are ready to rock and roll and ideally and hopefully go super smooth. Um, and do you yeah. have like time for any issues that might occur or are you yeah, on, like a I tight do. deadline? Yeah. And okay. I'm not super tight right now. So like I said, I've, I fly out Thursday afternoon. Um, so I have until Thursday afternoon. Hopefully I get it all done on Monday. Uh, if not, then Tuesday. And if not, then I also have Wednesday. And right. if that's even worse, still having problems, then Thursday morning until about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I got. You know what you sound like? What's that? You sound like an organized guy. This is organized. See, that's, this is the way I would. I would have to work backwards. Mm. I would have to work backwards and say, all right, my flight is this time. Yeah. That means I need to leave the house at this time. That means I need to have everything packed up. I, I go backwards yeah. with everything. Yeah. And the fact that you have four more days or so, that's high-level organization right there. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. You do, you don't, you're doing it. Because I know sometimes <laughs> you've said in the past that sometimes the coffee etch will be weird or the ferric will be weird or, yeah. it's, or there'll be something in it that's just not the way you want it. And I'm sure you're going to be under your own personal scrutiny for sure. Now more than ever. Yeah. Well, in this show, this is a very small show. It's like 25 makers. You have to be invited to go to this thing. It's called the Arts and Metal Show in Nashville. And and there's going to be some of the best people. I'm going to be the bottom of the barrel at this show. Stop it. Would you please I'm, stop it with that? <laughs> I'm serious. There's, God, you got to stop there's it There's people that. there that sell work for upwards of $100,000. All right. So what? You're fucking. You're a fucking. You're a fucking dude. You're I, the fucking guy. You we we're, we're we're on your we're on behind you cheering you on. I appreciate it. I will. I mean, be come there on. With with uh, Neil's going to be my my table guy. He's going to be there cruising with me. 
uh, hanging at the table, and Nick on- Neil Kamamura. Yeah, Neil Kamamura, and right. then uh, and Mister Nick Anger is going to be at this show as well. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with those guys, and getting to know Nick. I've never met Nick before, so he's uh, Nick is uh, Nick's been texting with me this past week. He's uh, he's he's got his feet. I think he's done because he's got his feet up. He's down in oh uh, yeah, he's at the CMA he's down right in Pennsylvania now. right now. He's yeah. texting. He's texting pictures. You know? Did you know? And you can ask him about this. I don't know if you know this or not. Okay, but he is like a champion. Like he's a champion at making chicken wings. I didn't know that. Oh, dude, chicken I, when wings I was is down, my favorite. Oh, I was. I don't know if he's going to make it for you this trip. Oh no, no. But I was when I was with at the Center for Middle Arts with Pat. I was talking to Pat. We were having. We were sitting down. We were the whole, everybody was sitting down. Shout out to uh, Fifth Alarm Forge. Listens to the podcast. He was there and New Forest Forge. He was there. Stuart gave me a nice bottle of Doers. He was there, and um, Steve Pellegrino. All the Knife Talk guys were there. It was awesome. Nice. And we're sitting down eating dinner, and we're. And I said, ah, maybe the table needs a pile of wings. So I ordered some wings down in uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. And Pat turns to me and he goes, Nick Anger, he, I think he said Nick Anger. I don't know if he said Nick Anger. He said every, so everyone, every other point. Nick goes, he goes, he goes, Nick made the best wings I've ever had in my life. Wow. And when you talk to Pat, Pat is very serious. When he says things, he says them with intention. Like he, sure. he talks the way he forges. Everything okay. is very intentional. And I'm like, you don't say, and he goes, yeah, and then he started talking about. He's like, "It's all about the fridge wind, man. It's all about the fridge wind." And <laughs> I'm not going to go into you can, the fridge wind. Apparently, the fridge wind is a big thing. So Nick is apparently, and then I started getting texts of uh, these this pile of wing. Nick's, you know, by the barbecue grilling up a mm. pile of wings. Okay, and they're sending you pics of all the, you know, he's they're just like a, like a you know abattoir full of chicken wings, and they're and they're making wings the whole time. So he's not too worried about this thing. I guess he's done. Okay, I, I but ha- you're already. I have a wing problem. I I could. I, uh, what is it? I we have. Uh, I think the last time I made wings, cooked them up. It was probably a couple pounds of wings. <laughs> my, my wife likes chicken. She fucking hates chicken wings though, because she's like, why? All you're doing all this stupid bullshit work for what? Like a half an ounce of meat. <laughs> and so well, she hates it, and I'm like, here's, I feel like a fucking giant when I eat chicken wings. Here's the here's the here's the the Bruh. best the weirdest <laughs> part about wings, and yeah. I think that this is something that people don't talk about. Okay, and I think wings are outstanding. Yes, I, I do agree. think that it's like, I mean, how many goddamn chickens got to die for your plate of wings? But I mean, then on the you know, but that's just the way, that's part of the part of the way it is. The reason why wings are so good is because. It's the complete. It's the maximum amount of chicken to skin ratio. Mm. So every single but you eat a drumstick. You. Yeah, you eat a drumstick. Maybe that fucking slabby, you know, skin falls off, or maybe. But a wing, you get a bite of skin at every time. So it's like sure. it's the best. You, so all right, are you drums or flats, dude? I have this conversation all the time. I don't give a fuck. But apparently, it's a big thing. I like them both. Well, I do, I, like, I, I do like them both as well. But do you have a preference? If you're going to a plate and you see, say it's even question. just 50-50, wings and flats, what are you Good reaching question. for? Depends on the size. Okay, yeah. Like if they're normal-sized wings, I might go flats, and then you pop out the you pop out the bones, and then you do it in one, or you do the old push where you hold it down and you push it and you push the, all the meat off the bones, and then you kind of like yeah. do it like uh, you know those cats in the cartoons pulling the, <laughs> the bones of the fish out. You can do it that way. <laughs> But if it's a big you ass wing, you start picking your teeth with the bones. <laughs> I know, but if it's a big ass wing, I mean, you might have to go drumette. You okay. Know? All right. 
Yeah, but I'm I'm a sucker for wings, dude. Yeah, I can. Def- I am too. I, I I will say I I will always reach probably for a flat first though. Before I, I, before the drum app, but honestly, I, I don't think about good. it too much. Okay. But I'm you know I but at the same time, it's like I don't know what it is about wings, but like you 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 got to play the wings coming on. It's it's problematic. All right, was this a podcast? I tell you what, if I were to make wings, <laughs> I would consider using my Even Heat. Even Heat is sponsored. <laughs> sponsoring knife talk even heat makes them the manufacturer the finest heat treat ovens available and if you find your next heat treat oven go to evenheat-kiln.com but you can also just check them out on evenheat-kiln.com and then when you order them there go to soul ceramics soul ceramics and you can go to this specific link knifetalk.net slash heat and the listeners will get 75 percent off any of their even heat oven and Free shipping in the United States. So go get yourself mm. one of them even heats from Soul Ceramics and, uh, you know, warm up some wings. <laughs> Have you ever warmed up food in your even heat? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I mean, uh, I know you've cooked, kind of cooked out of the even heat, but... I'm glad you brought this up okay. because uh, I was... Uh, David over at Tiger Claw Customs has been in the shop. He was staying in for lunch. I was running out. I got to walk. The, I got to let the dogs out for a leak. I get some lunch. And we had just finished uh, doing some heat treating, and then it was the residual heat. And he says, well, how do you feel about me putting the, uh, my sandwich in the oven? I said, give him hell. Go fucking give him hell. Oh, boy. And then I came back, and he said, I said, how did it go? And he goes, it was perfect. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. In the, he was wrapped in foil. He stuck it in there. He's like, it was, it perf- it was perfect. So I go ahead. Go ahead. I put a little plate on there. I wouldn't want any of that ceramic dust on there, but what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I've done the same. I, I, I think the key is, yeah, keeping your food encapsulated because the, the, the brick dust, you don't, you don't want yeah. that extra grit in your, in no. your food. No, but the move great. would be a little rack, like a little rack that you can kind of like get a little convection action. Sure. I mean, you know, and speaking of which, shout out to Even Heat. I've been having uh, so I have one of the oldest of the uh, LB18s, and they've been giving me a little technical support on the computer stuff. So they've been. I tell you what, if you have any kind of customer service questions, call Even Heat. Uh, Jim has been unbelievable. All the guys, uh, uh, Spence and 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 Quentin, uh, Quince, <sighs> Spence and and uh, the boys have been awesome, and um, it's been it's been great. So shout out to shout big out Jim to and the boys. Yeah, Jim is his technical support. He's funny. He's a funny okay. guy. God, I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of evening. All right, back to the show. Yeah. Okay. So outside of that, so yeah. So I got the the knife and metal show or arts and metal show, and then I come back for two weeks. I got family in town. Um, I, my mom, my sister was in town before. Now my mom's in town, so I'm gonna be, spend some time with them. It's getting ready. We're getting ready for clamming season out at the beach. Wow. Digging up some razor clams. It's gonna start raining here a little bit. We'll go do some. Uh, uh, mushroom hunting for chanterelles. Maybe oh. we'll catch some chicken in the wood, and uh, hopefully some lobsters. But it might be a little late for lobsters. Uh, how do you catch lobsters? You swim for them? <laughs> no, lobster mushrooms. Sorry. But, oh, I'm thinking. I'm like, holy shit, the guy's got. I mean, what are you living? You're living in like the greatest place of all time. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I'm going to be at Maker Camp. That's right. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta start planning. I, I gotta figure out my game plan because everything's there that's needed to build a knife. And uh, I was talking to Austin, and he's like, "What do you want to demonstrate?" And I was like, "Well, who, what do you got there?" And he was telling, running through all the different sponsors and people who are going to be there with equipment. And I was like, "Well, shit, I'll just build a knife." And so I'm going to build a knife from start to finish. So do the forging on the coal iron. 
I'm going to do the grind or heat treating out of even heat's going to be there. Uh, I'm going to do the gr finish grinding, probably even some S grinding, and hopefully we'll get to some handle sculpting um, all in four days. We're going to so, we're going to see. What so we're you're going to be in all the different tents, yeah? Because there's the, the coal be iron tent. Around. You're going to be running around. You're going to be busy. I'm going to run and around like a madman, but I'm going to keep I'm going to keep my shit together though. I'm going to be tidy. I'm not going to be I'm not I'm not going to be making any messes. Don't worry about that. I can't that. clean Don't up. Listen, you can hang out with us in the with the Modern Forge guys. We're going to have anvils. We may or may not have our our own fort, our own press, but if you, whatever you need, oh, you right. got your back. You got the you got our backup. You got our backup. Right. So we're gonna, I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be me and Jesse are going to make something and Cliff and John are going to make something and Carrie's going to make something and then you got to you go you whatever you need. I love it. We got you. We got your back. And so don't worry about that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And the family's going to be there. My wife and my kid are going to be there too. So that'll be good. That'll be great. Yeah, the kids There'll be lots love of things it. from to see. Oh my god, the kids going to love it so much. And then uh and then after that, so this is I I guess we kind of talked about this before, but then I'm going to New Hampshire right after Maker Camp. Well, sorry, I'm going to Vermont, then New Hampshire, uh, and I'm teaching a, uh, what is it, a decoding, I call it decoding mosaic Damascus. So the way I read and look at Damascus, but the, the class is me teaching you how to do that, basically. So you can reverse engineer patterns, you can predict patterns um, the same way I do. And uh, yeah, so it'll be a, a kind of a three-day intensive, really trying to help people also understand how the material moves based on how much force you're using, uh, what kind of sort, what the source of the force is versus, you know, a hand hammer versus a power hammer versus a hydraulic press. All of those do different things, especially at different forces. And that all affects the way that the pattern moves. And so understanding that, um, yeah. And then I'm then after that I'm going to Dragon's Breath the following weekend, and I'm teaching uh, with Jamie Lundell. I'm, we're doing a, we're co-teaching a class about. So we're going to get into some Damascus design, but a lot of it's actually going to be based around uh, unique kind of approaches to forge welding materials because Jamie's doing some crazy uh, mosaic Damascuses, and he's doing them at what he calls uh, what is he calling them? He's doing them at size forge welding basically. So it's, huh. it's almost the size of a sword already when he welds it up and then he forges it and welds it, forge welds it together and, and then he forges a sword out of it. But you have to, yeah, there are some particular steps and things you got to take into consideration when you do that. And so he and I are going to be co-teaching a class around Damascus design and Damascus forge welding. And then I come back and I can relax for a little bit. <laughs> Will you be videoing these classes to put on your Patreon? Uh, that is a good question. We haven't really uh, talked through that yet, but it could be a possibility. That's a good move. Yeah. You get the, get that content for your Patreons. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Oh, and I put that in your head. And I apologize. But it sounds good. It sounds like you sounds like you're super busy. I'm a little busy. I'm a little I'm trying not to be stressed out about it. Uh, the biggest stress right now like the going to maker camp is is kind of is going to be fun. That'll be fun. It'll be playtime. But when it comes to the teaching stuff, I it's the same thing with my knife stuff. Like I'm always worried that people are not going to be happy. And especially with the teaching, like did they get all the information they were hoping to get? Do they understand it? I feel like a, a really high um uh, I guess I I feel 
a lot of responsibility about whether or not people are getting the information. But ultimately, right. I can only do so much. I can right. I can only say the same thing so many times. But I'm trying to take into consideration, you know, I, you know, teaching aids and stuff like that. I'll be putting together like a little tiny like booklet. Um, to be able to offer to the people in that class so they have something to take away with them. Because it's not going to be a normal, especially at Zach Jonas's. You know, in most classes, are you, you make something and you you take it away. And you you leave a, a course with tongs or a knife or whatever. This is this is all about knowledge. And so uh, and so that, so I want people to try to walk, hopefully walk away with some the, new knowledge and understanding. So. Teaching's taught. The hard part about teaching now, and this is something I talked to, talk to Pat about and I talked to Jesse about, is you know, forging in general, bladesmithing, blacksmithing, as, as, a, as a hobby or yeah. like a recreational, a recreational activity is a new thing. So like in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of history, it's not really ever was meant to be it never considered a recreational activity. So it's like the teaching of it is kind of new within the past 50 years. Right. Like, I mean, you don't have it like, you know, like a hundred years ago, people weren't just being like, I'd love to learn how to make a knife. You know, sure. it, it didn't really, I mean that you became, you were a, you know, you became an apprentice and then you had your business. So this kind of educational thing is a new thing and we can figure out ways in which to do it better. And I think that it were, uh, I think we're headed towards a golden age in terms of, the, the you know regular people kind of knowing what's going on and having the ability sure. to do it yeah and i think part of the tricky part for me is like some of the stuff or actually a lot of the stuff i'll be teaching is stuff uh you know patterns that i've innovated and understanding and teaching the understanding of how i created those patterns and and all that stuff and so like teaching stuff that either only i can teach or nobody's really kind of been able to understand to a point to be able to kind of walk people really walk people through what's happening um in the material and so it's trying to kind of think that out as well fortunately my wife is a teacher um, by trade and so um she's kind of helped me with kind of putting together a lesson plan and shit like that and where to start and where to finish if this is where i'm trying to get you know where you know working backwards like you were talking before working backwards so we figure out where to start and things are walked through in, in a reasonable progression so that it makes sense by the time we get done there you go you got it now just get ready for maker camp is going to be like it's going to be you're going to be overwhelmed by the the people and the things because this year is going to be the biggest yet and it's going to be a lot of like it's, it's going to be a lot yeah. And it, when I say a lot it's going to be things that you're going to want to see and but you're going to have to like manage your own time because you know, it is a lot for you to have to do in a couple of days and, and yeah, you know, I, you're going to want to catch all this shit and you're going to see people and see things yeah. and meet people. It's- yeah, I, I struggle with at those kind of events, especially when it's the first time for me um, because I feel um, kind of awkward or, or right. anxious. And I don't know. I, I, I feel it. I mean, I'll know some people, right? But I'm sure there's plenty of people I won't know. And so the way I feel comfortable is if I'm just busy doing what I know how to do. Yeah. And and talk people through it. You're gonna uh, know all of us. You're gonna know Josh Prince will be there, and Steve Pellegrino is yeah. gonna be there, and and we'll be there. That'll definitely don't worry help, about for sure. It. Don't worry about it. I gotta do. I don't know if I. I don't think I've told you this, but uh, 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mark Adams, who Mark Adams pictures as the photographs, right. has been talking to me about a, for about a year about me leading a panel discussion. Okay. And... I thought I said to I said to him like a couple of years ah sure no problem thinking uh we'll for, we'll all forget and I don't need to you know I don't need to sign the dotted okay. line and then a couple months ago he goes oh you ready for that panel discussion I'm just like what 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 oh yeah I'm like oh god so <laughs> I'm gonna lead a panel discussion uh, okay. at the maker camp and then I, I've just gotten some Jesse sent me some recording gear so I'm gonna be doing uh some recording and maybe if you have time maybe we'll do an episode of knife talk with him or out him i don't know we have yeah. to figure that out. we got to work all that out either it might be too much and maybe we just do one before we leave and we'll figure something out we'll figure something out well if you but it so sounds like leading a panel if you're leading a panel i mean is that right. something that you are you going to record it to put on full blast or we could use that for ktp It's going to be it's going to be maker central so maker centric so it's going to be there okay. is Josh Prince will be was invited on it I didn't have anything to do with it I'm just like the guy so Mark had uh Josh Prince Leah Arapach um uh and uh, uh uh the Dre Stroyer and uh, Anna De Leon Andrea De Leon and Keith Decent so four different people from four different makers and it's going to be it's going to be like a sure. maker centric thing i'm still working out the details so okay. it's but i'm gonna try to put it on full blast because i mean it's like you know it would be nice to figure something out but uh yeah it'll be fun i have to you know cliff and i've been on the phone a lot and i just talked to jesse and we're we're talking about what we need and what we're gonna do and stuff like that so eh, i'm looking forward to it okay so it sounds like you're gonna be doing a lot of grinding i'm probably gonna be doing a bit of grinding yeah <laughs> And if I were you, and you <laughs> yeah. were going to do grinding, I would yeah. use Combat Abrasives. And if you go to CombatAbrasives.com, put in promo code KNIFETALK15, you're going to get 15% off all your belts and abrasives, your compounds, all that stuff that makes your grinding a lot easier, guys. So you'd be surprised. I've gone to combat when I buy my belts. You put in that 15%, and it strips off a lot of dough, if you don't mind me saying so. Sure. So uh, I would highly suggest going to CombatAbrasives.com, get yourself that 15% off with KNIFETALK15. Okay. Let's see, right. see, Craig, I'm fucking making it work. I'm making it work. <laughs> uh, boom, boom, boom. Cross that off the list. So you know that's the way it is. 
Well, how's, but, how's your last week been? I, we've been talking about my shit. What have you been up to? Frankly, it's been a lot, high highs and low lows. After last week's episode of Full Bla- of Knife Talk, I came home to find out that my kid was positive for coronavirus, which was a fucking drag. And she was bummed That's out about funny. it the first first week of school. And and then these sure. goop, these goobers all, these, <laughs> these little Mouth germ bags breathing. came back and yeah. <laughs> jacked everybody. So she, then, and then Monday, my wife, poor, poor Hillary, she tested positive and she does not, she does not do well. With, she doesn't, she's not asymptomatic of cor- coronavirus. She gets her bell rung and oh, she's boy. actually, I've been coming home and, and I, and so I'm negative. Thank, thank the Lord. And I'm, uh, I'm like. Last time we had it, we have a small house, and I was trying to avoid it, and I got it anyway. And this time, I'm fucking, I'm on high alert. I've been dutch ducking and diving and dodging and weaving, and sure. so far so good. Everything's been uh, so far so good. Everything's been the way it is. So actually, after this, I'm going to go pick up some. We've been making, I've been making nice food for my wife. And do you know how I've been doing the canary in the coal mine to test if I have coronavirus or not before taking all the tests? Is for me the last time I had it, I just lost my sense of taste. Okay. So at night, I have a glass of Dewar's from. Uh, I What's got it from What is that? Dewar's Scotch. Do I got a nice uh, bottle of Dewar's from New Forest Forge? Sent brought me a bottle of Dewar's. Yeah. So I have a sip of Dewar's, and if I could taste it, then there's no reason to take the test. And then in the morning, I have coffee, and I have my sense of taste. Now, I've been testing anyway, and everything's been cool, but that's the way. So it's been a little stressful in the house, I, I must admit. But in the shop, hence, it's hence been... Hence the doors. I've been... Yeah. <laughs> when coronavirus hits, boy, the last time coronavirus hits, I was drinking oh, I was yeah. drinking a bottle of Jameson's a week. I mean, it was like I was, I was putting it on. I was putting it on. I'm not putting it awesome. on this hard this time, this time around, and I'm still maintaining my weight, but... Uh, but at the same time, it's just like, ah, you know, listen, I deserve a little doers. Don't you think I should test to yeah. see if I still have any taste? Yeah. So that's that. It's, it's, I'm trying to make light of it because it is a bit of a drag. I'm sleeping in the guest, on a guest couch, on a couch, which sucks. But, you know, look, what are you going to do? Whatever it takes to make my family happy. And in the shop, we've been hauling ass. Tiger Claw Customs, David has been awesome. Uh, we've been, uh, we just finished gluing up the uh, turkey club sets. I'm gonna have ten sets of turkey clubs. It's gonna be a K-tip, a fork, and a and a paring knife, and we're gonna have ten of them ready for Thanksgiving to ship. So that's okay. very exciting. We're happy about that. Were, were you building those real quick? Were you building those uh, without any pre-orders? Just, just no, no pre-orders. You, and you and did I'll tell do you what, okay. we're we've been slowly, slowly been making it harder and harder to do custom orders. Because we nice. want to have stuff on hand. Yeah. So, like, we took our email. We made it a little harder for people to email the shop. Like, you can email through the... <laughs> it's not on the website on anymore. <laughs> it's not on the website anymore, but there are ways in which you can make it. you, you got to be able... If you really want to get it, you can get it. And AZ will take care of you. But, like, I'm, I was on the computer today looking at that list, and I'm cutting down on them custom orders. So, custom orders are, like... We're dwindling down, and now we're in the. I'm making them and selling them, so that that's a huge, huge, a huge, huge thing for us. Something yeah. I wanted to do for a long time. I have this litmus test. There's a screen, and if I can scroll without it moving around, I'm doing a good job. And we're just about. I need about three more orders to go out, and then it's not going to be moving. Not going to be going up and down anymore. So mm-hmm. that's go. All September's out as of today, and. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's good. I've got some good interviews coming up on Full Blast, and I'm psyched to be here with you. And uh, what else? We got some things to talk about. We have we have questions. 
We have dilemmas. We have some listener feedback, and I'm going to have to deal with this. I had a, some unfortunate unfortunate uh, interaction with uh, Nate Zimmerman that I'm going to have to oh, deal boy. with. But yeah, oh boy, oh boy, Nate Zimmerman you had him, some. Right? Well, we're going to have to, you know what, this is called a radio tease, my man, and we're going to leave this to the end. That's, that's how you do it, okay. ladies and gentlemen. We are not flea bags. We do not eat in the middle of the podcast while we're talking. <laughs> we do not do all that stuff. We come in, come in hard on a Monday. No, <laughs> that's what she said. But it, we're, we're not flea bags, okay? So uh, that, is a, that is a pr- proper radio tease. Okay. So what would you like to do first? Let's do we questions. Can... Let's get some questions. Well, Knock one out, my man. Knock right. one out. I don't know who this is from, but it says, hey, man, I got, I got to ask you a question. Uh, here are my questions from, I'm going to say anonymous. This but, is from Jacob from Missouri. Oh, Jacob from Missouri. What's up, Jacob? All right. Jacob is asking, what do I need to know before I go to my first show? So I think it sounds like he's getting ready for his first knife show. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we kind of talked about this stuff back when Blade was happening. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What What are some good pointers that you've noticed? Well, when you're the other is some more questions that might kind of add to it. He also says, how many oh, knives do so you have? Okay. Yeah, just reel through them, and then we can, you know, then we can kind of hit them one Okay, okay. So he says, what do I need to uh, know before I go to my first show? How many knives do I need to, to have on the table? Uh, should they be in glass cases so people don't just walk up and grab them, or should they be displayed in the open air? Uh, what's a fair price to charge for a quick sharpen? And any other advice you may have? More info. This show is in a town of 10,000 people. Most of the show will be guns with only a few knife makers. Most of the items uh, sold will be used. Not much collector level stuff. Oh, I got you. It's at the end. It ends. Jacob from Missouri. Okay. So it's a good, good question. It's it's a good And he's going to have questions. a different situ- he's going to have a different situ- <laughs> he's going to have a different situation than if you were to go to Blade show because this is all gun this is a gun show. Yeah, this is a gun show. I don't know. I w- if I was doing cuz we have local gun shows too and I don't know how much I would trust my work to be sitting out in the open for people to just grab. Uh so if he's able to get a hold of some sort of glass case uh which shouldn't be unusual at these shows I would do it for sure. Um, you know, that just keeps somebody's, you know, whatever, deep fried onion ring hand from grabbing your fucking... You mean, you mean King Charles the third hands? <laughs> yeah. Sausage fingers? Oh, my God. Big old sausage, sausage hands? Go ahead. Sorry. And, that. Uh, that was for Craig. That was for Craig. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I would, I would say do that, um, but still have... Uh, you know, have a like a microfiber cloth or some sort of whatever kind of oil or wax you might use uh, on your blades. Have that handy so that the second a person stops touching it, you can start wiping it right off because people are Ugh. gross uh, <laughs> and not very thoughtful, honestly, you and know, surprisingly. They pick up. What's that? There are some people who just pick up because oh, yeah. they want to pick up, and some people like me who are like, I don't touch shit. Well, it, but there, there are some people who just it's it's like almost like an alpha thing, you know. Yeah, it's people people aren't very smart, and and I'll I'll re I'll tell the story again of our dear friend Rick Hall's knife. Uh, he had these beautiful his beautiful knife set, 
from uh, he tested for Journeyman Smith at Blade Show last year. He was at his he was back at his table. He passed. He was, you know, I'm sure a, a huge relief of pressure it was off his shoulders. He was talking to people, table neighbors, and all that stuff. And some fucking ding dong walks up to his table, big picks up the biggest fucking knife on the table, which was probably close to 20 inches long overall. And he proceeds to test for sharpness by shaving hair on his arm, but instead slices his fucking arm open and starts bleeding on the knife and all over the fucking place. So something like that probably wouldn't have happened if the knife was in a case. And I've told the story. I mean, I've told the story that uh, when we were at uh, the first Maker Fair back in Queens, okay, yeah. and one of Jimmy Duresta's cronies picked up uh, two of Cliff and John's hammers that were had mere polish, mere polished faces, and started hitting them together. <laughs> and I started yelling at the guy, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "I wanted to see how hard they were." And I said, "Hey." They're hard. You don't need to do that. And then Jimmy almost threw the almost threw this. He said, "Jimmy, the rest of said to the guy, do I have to put you in the car?'" <laughs> it, was it was great. Yeah, people don't care. They don't. They don't know. It's almost like this. I don't know, man. I I think about this because I think of this particular. I was thinking about having some friction folders, just like six or six friction folders to sell at Maker Camp. Okay. And I was thinking now, if I'm forging. What, what if somebody wants to see a friction? Because these motherfuckers pick things up, right? And then some of these guys are like, you know, you know, what are they? Well, how would I do it? Would they make a cage, or how, do I have to like stop every time to do it? And it is kind of like something that I, to think about. Hmm. You 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 have them on display behind a rope, and then you have an organized time. Okay, at seven thirty after dinner, we'll start talking about handling and looking at I things know, in man. person it's a tricky one that's i i get that that whole thing i hate i hate it i hate it when so what do you do in terms of like i mean in regards to let's go to the other thing okay. um how many knives does she have on the table what do you think yeah that's another hard one because a gun show like this like he said there's not going to be very many actual knife makers there what they'll probably be is a lot of knife collectors uh, or like quote unquote knife collectors, but people who collect knives to turn around and resell them, they'll probably have a table filled with knives, right? But as a as a handmade or a, a homemaking <laughs> knife maker, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> making your knives at home. Uh, no, I think uh, I think what have, what was I told? Like the golden number is three to five, um, because. You, you want it to look – you want to have some variety to show what you're capable of, but you don't want to have so many on your table that it looks like it's too easy. It's like oh. there's like a weird sales psychology behind it. Oh, I like that idea. I was, I, that's interesting. Yeah. You want to make it a little bit more exclusive. Yeah. Well, you just – you don't want to make it look like – you know, obviously the work – somebody's going to – eventually have a look at it and if you want it to look good but if you have 30 pieces on the table it's gonna be like it's kind of like honestly it's kind of overwhelming for people i think and i i've seen lots of people just cruise right on by tables because there's too much to look at uh, especially when they're handmade things but um you know if you got four pieces on the table then that's it's a little pared down they're all very interesting um it's a little more approachable, I think, for so potential buyers. So then what you can do is you have a box underneath the table. That's it. 
That's a move. And then you have a pile. See, that's this is interesting because in my mind, I'm thinking if I were to go to a, a one of these things and have a table, which will, will never happen. P.S. I, I just, I just, the, I, my dad used to drag me to farmers markets, and I hated every second of it. So the the chances of me doing this are very, very slim. And trust me, when you see me at Maker Camp, get ready for me to be a little bit on the sour side. Don't well, worry, don't worry if you're gonna that. if you're gonna test for Jerryman Smith, you have to have a table at Blade Show. You got to do it, bud. Well, let's. I'm not talking about it anymore because I don't know. I got still got three years to. I had three years. I might <laughs> stop paying again and I have to go start to the drawing board. But uh, I would. My litmus test would be to, to go to anything. Is I better bring enough that it makes it worth my time. Sure. Like, don't do enough to just break even. Like, and I know that you're thinking, oh, you're arrogant because you think you're going to sell everything. But I mean, you want it to be worth your time and energy. And and. This isn't fish. You're not selling fresh fish. So whatever you don't have, you can have for Christmas or whatever. And yeah. it's like, it's the best. I mean, having inventory rules. That's the fucking best. Having inventory is the best. So make yourself a pile of them. I like Mareko's idea. Have four or five of them on the table. And then when they move, you, you bing up another one. And then, you know, I think that's the move. Mm-hmm. What, what else? Where, where are we at? Uh, should I use a glass case? Did, I don't. I don't notice a lot of glass cases at uh, Maker at uh, the Blade Show. That's true. At Blade Show, you uh, you only see them every so often. Uh, but at shows like a gun show or a, uh, what is it, the Eugene Knife Show, there were a lot of people there who would also be. You know, they have uh, honestly, literally a hundred knives on the table. And the easiest way to kind of manage and keep your eyes on everything is if. They were behind a case, and if you wanted to touch it, you had to ask. Right. Um, I also don't think it's necessarily even a bad thing to do that with four knives on the table, um, because I, I think it it is. I I wouldn't tr- I wouldn't be able to trust the potential people walking by to not just grab the knife. And anymore, I'm not interested in that game anymore. But if you, you want to touch like- it, you got to ask me. But it's the same thing as, like, do you leave your backpack with your computer in your car when you're going to the grocery store? I mean, it's probably okay, but do you want to take the chance of your car getting broken into and your computer getting taken, right? I mean, I bring my shit because I'm just like, eh, better safe than sorry. Sure. And then the last one is, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I got to figure something out for Maker Camp, and time is time is ticking, ladies and germs. And the last one is, uh, oh, okay, yeah. So uh, I think you should do great. I think any advice you have, uh, number one is find find backup for when you have to take a leak. That was, I think, that was the number one that you said said uh, for Blade Show. Oh yeah, and then have make, something to eat. Yeah, make yeah have have snacks on hand. It's not, it's not a guarantee. Like, you know, whatever. Like, get yourself some Nutri-Grain bars or whatever. But yeah. something handy because it is sometimes hard or often hard to get away from your table. And, and they might not have glizzies at the fucking right. gun show. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> we be, can all hope, but It <laughs> might be some deep fried Oreos or something like that. <laughs> I mean, who knows what kind of horse shit this is. <laughs> Missouri, I might get a, you know, who knows? You could sure. bring yourself a sandwich, you know? Yeah. Plotch away. Plotch it. That's right, plash away. Uh, <laughs> his last part is any uh what is it? What's a fair price to charge for a quick sharpen? Uh I you know, I, I think it depends on how much time you're really putting into it, but honestly, like if somebody's gonna, you know, poo poo five or ten dollars to get their knife sharpened, then you're you, you don't need them. 
You know? Yeah. People who want their knife sharpened are expecting, I mean, what are they expecting? How do, I mean, what do they, do, do people don't give you trouble anymore, do they? No. No, just the one guy. The very first that, guy. <laughs> I think if I was, if I had a table and my primary reason for being there was to sell knives, and then I brought a grinder in there or brought something in there and I could knock a knife out quick, I would probably price it so I didn't have to do it all the time. Like, sure. I probably would do like, yeah, 20 bucks a knife. Yeah, and I could see wanting to bring something like that because if people don't want to buy a knife, then maybe at least you can make money from sharpening knives. But I think ultimately, like, you're better off doing one or the other. Right. I think you're right because then all of a sudden you you charge twenty bucks, and some guy's gonna be like, "Well, let's see how let's see how my twenty dollar how worth it my twenty dollars was," and then all of a sudden he's trying to like you know slice the atoms off of something you know it's like these guys they do some ninja tests and all of a sudden they're just like you know what can you do but i'll tell you what i would do what i would do is i'd bring some sandpaper just to keep yourself occupied a little bit in dasa usa rhino sand your hand sand a knife while you're there and if you were to go to texas ferry supply dot com and you put in the promo code knife talk ten. You're gonna get ten percent off your order. Get yourself some uh, Rhino Wet for sure. We use Rhino Wet all the time. I I, got a, I just got a stack of Rhino Wet from Evan over at Texas Ferry Supply, nice. and I used Knife Talk ten, and it's great stuff. Those guys at Texas Ferry Supply are awesome. And just to let you know, there is a uh, hammer in. There is a hammer in at. I won't bring it up. I didn't realize I was doing this, but that's fine. So um, November 5th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., the JDCK Texas Farrier Supply Hammer-In. It's live demos, hands-on forging giveaways, enter to win a knife or a class. 603 South New Hope Road, Kendale, Texas, 76060. I think that if you would go to Texas Farrier Supply, it's underscore KnifeWorks is their Instagram handle. They'll have some more information uh, about this Hammer-In. So. And then while we're at it, the Twin Cities Knife Show is coming up in 20 days, or under 20 days, probably 10 days. Uh, it is a, it is a, it is a knife show in Minnesota, Bloomington, Minnesota, from September 30th through October 2nd. It, uh, it's definitely in a, less than 20 days. It, uh, it's put on by the Midwest Knife Makers Guild. It's a nonprofit event. The show is only open to knife makers. Uh, don't worry about that. There are 58 custom makers there, and the, sh- and the tables are sold out, but the website is TwinCityKnifeShow.com. Uh, good luck to, I know there, there's a number of friends of ours who are going to the Twin City Knife Show to, demo, to have a booth, and I'm sure they're going to listen to what we're saying, and then they're probably going to bring a catheter and a sandwich, and then they'll be ready to go. So, <laughs> I mean... Maybe not a cat. I mean, I, I, at some day, someday, I'll tell you what, someday a company is going to come up and they're going to realize we can make a very easy catheter that's not uncomfortable. And it's like, it's going to be like a dick sleeve. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be like a fucking dick funnel. I don't know what it's going to be. And I'm sure the Texas Ferry Supply isn't interested in this part of the read, but fine. Listen, you know what you're getting with me, motherfucker. Craig's, Craig's off. Who knows what Craig's up to? So, uh, yeah, you go. All right, that's the end of that. So, there we go. So, let's go to the next question. Ugh, I don't know why I did that. fine. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.